Hello everyone, you're listening to Like Like Light, episode 4, and on today's episode we're going to be discussing Shattered Pixel Dungeon, free to play on Android or on PC. This is actually part 3 of our Pixel Dungeon special, so the previous episode uh, was about the original Pixel Dungeon, and then we also have an interview with the creator of Pixel Dungeon, Oleg Jolia, available on our website, so you can find both of those at likelikelight.com. Oh, I didn't tell everyone, <laughs> so Laura wouldn't know. When I say your name, just say hello after. Well, cool. cut that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot that Laura wouldn't know and everybody else knows. Whoops. Anyway, um, so on our panel today is Laura Kellel. Hi. Ryan Curran. Hello. And joining us again this week, uh, you know her as Kawaii Dragoness on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, but we call her Kawa. Katrina Tianu is here. Hello. And the creator of Shattered Pixel Dungeon, Evan Debenham. Hey. So, to get started, we did explain last week what Pixel Dungeon was, and Shattered Pixel Dungeon is a mod of that game. But I figure just in case anyone didn't doesn't already know uh, or didn't listen to that episode, we could have Evan maybe explain what Shattered Pixel Dungeon is. I always have a slightly different answer whenever someone asks that question. Um, so I guess the easiest way is Shattered Pixel Dungeon is my answer when I look at something in Pixel Dungeon and think, hmm, I wonder if I change that. It's sort of the idea of taking Pixel Dungeon, which is an awesome game, and trying to do every little thing I can think of to make it better. Okay, that makes sense. That also answered my next question. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so my next question was going to be what led you to start developing uh, Shattered, but I guess you kind of answered that. Well, so, but you, yeah, it, if you want to elaborate. Not, yeah, it's not entirely that. It's partly looking at a game like Pixel Dungeon and playing it a bunch and seeing ways to improve it. It's partially also just because I am really interested in game design and it's something that I want to at, at, at least explore as a career option. Okay. And so myself, sort of very late in my education... It's not something I ever really started, and it's something that I figure I needed to start. And so when I saw the source code released for Pixel Dungeon, I sort of realized, yeah, you know, maybe I should start doing that now. I don't have that much time left. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, And did you, when you started, did you think that it was going to be as successful as it has been? I... Certainly, whenever you're doing something, you always have that little idea in your head of, oh man, what if this is, you know, what if this ends up being crazy? But it's not something you ever really seriously think about. So it has been sort of way beyond any realistic expectation I could have of it. The game is very quickly approaching 500,000 downloads on the Google Play Store. And yeah, it's, it's, um, I used to be just like overwhelmed when I saw, oh wow, a thousand, two (laughs) thousand. Um, and so it's just, it's giving me the thought of now, how big can I make this? I'm taking in donations. I can use that money for more things, potentially artists or sound. And how much more content can I add? How how many more people can I get playing it? It's kind of mind boggling thinking about what I can do with it. So part of it is it's exceeded all of my expectations. And part of it is I now have new, bigger expectations, which I'm not sure I'll be able to meet or exceed. We'll really have to see can never be satisfied, can you, Evan? No, I actually... Well, certainly I can't. It's always, okay, now what? Okay, I just I just 
like didn't sleep for two months to release this update. Okay, now what? <laughs> okay, I just completely reworked a class. Now what? <laughs> yeah, what now? Okay, there's still we'll two get, left. We'll get Go. to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and so before we jump in, since Laura and Ryan were not on our Pixel Dungeon episode, I wanted to know... I missed you. What We missed you too. <laughs> um, I wanted to know what you guys think about the original Pixel Dungeon, because you've actually played it before, which is why I asked you to be on this episode and not the previous one, because you actually had experience with Pixel Dungeon before coming to Shattered. Makes sense. Laura? Uh, I really liked it. I like this one, too. Uh, (laughs) It's been a very long time since I've played it, to be honest, so I remember I can't really do, like, a proper comparison between Pixel Dungeon and Shattered. But I can say that I did like it. Yes. Cool. Nice. Cool. Pixel Dungeon's been on my phone for a while. It was just kind of my go-to sitting on the toilet kind of thing. <laughs> like always, whenever there's, you know, there's a few minutes to kill, I'd, I'd boot up Pixel Dungeon. Yeah. Thank uh, you but... for that information. <laughs> You're welcome. I'd like, if you'd like, I could paint you a word picture. Uh, so. <laughs> Call you out. <clears throat> But I've never got very far on it. I've always been nope. quite crap. So, uh, yep. but then this but is get then, excited. So last night I was playing Shattered Pixel Dungeon and I just murdered it. <laughs> so I like Shattered Pixel Dungeon better. Also, Jaya's <laughs> listening. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, Jaya, that is a challenge. <laughs> Ryan has gotten to the third boss now. It murdered me. It murdered me hard. Twice actually, because I had an awk. Yeah. But so yeah. That's my comparison. Pixel Dungeon can suck it. Shattered Pixel Dungeon, I love. <laughs> cool, cool. That, that's also something we'll discuss. So, actually, that's the first thing that we can jump into. It's a great segue. I love um, segues. So, to begin, do you find Shattered Pixel Dungeon more or less difficult than Vanilla, or about the same? What do we think? I feel like it's slightly easier. Yeah. Like, I I suck at it so bad. Like, let's just... I didn't know how to really play it when I first started, so uh, I thought it was making it as low as you can without being attacked, so I made it to, like, the fourth or fifth dungeon, and I was like, sweet! I haven't killed a single monster. Accomplishment. So fun. Yeah, and then Andy was like, uh, you know you're supposed to kill things and get stuff, right? I'm like, really? (laughs) Okay. But then this one, I... Like, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to put a small tangent. If you really want to play a game that's purely about avoiding things instead <laughs> of actually like beating things, there's a roguelike called Sill, mm-hmm. which gives you experience just for encountering a monster and then a little bit extra if you defeat them. That sounds pretty cool. But yeah. I, so if yeah. you want to play with that mechanic, go there. Not not pixel not pixels. <laughs> See, I, I, God, I, learned, no. I learned that afterwards <laughs> that that's not the goal. Um, but I haven't made it very far. Uh, Andy was actually watching me play and making fun of my playing style because I I read the sign that says you know going recklessly is going to get you killed, and I said that be damned. I do what I want. <laughs> you don't tell me. You're not my real sign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I always die. But I always, like, YOLO it. Everything. I've, I've been set on fire. I've been killed by a fish. Like, just everything. <laughs> oh, the fish. To be fair, until last weekend, Andy and I hadn't gotten that far either. So if he's making fun of you, just tell him he has no right to. Because he's probably about in the same 
range oh, no, of he, levels in, in, he, in Pixel Dungeon as you oh, are yeah, in Shadow he, he, he admitted to sucking, but, okay, like, good. just, I don't think he was as reckless <laughs> yeah. as I am. Like, he told me tips that you suggested, like, leading the monsters onto, like, a single alleyway so they can attack you, at, like, one at a time. Yeah. Did not know that. I YOLO'd everything. <laughs> like, just... Get as many of them around me as possible. Yeah! <laughs> That is exactly what that sign is trying to tell you not to do. Don't run into a room and mash the attack button. That's what. That's exactly You're what I did. You're not my mom, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that's that is actually You're a really common strategy, dad. though. Like half You're the people I've talked to who just started like I ran in and mashed the attack button and I died. Your game sucks. No. Okay. So I, I one I, star I, on Google Play. <laughs> I am aware. Yes, exactly that. That. That, that there are strategies. I just. Choose not to <laughs> follow suit. You just want to try and kamikaze it. It's fine. Yes, absolutely. You could get lucky. It might work. Okay, I made it to five, so... Nice. So you've been to the boss? No. No? Nope. That's five. Ooh. Is it? Yeah, five would be the goo yeah. boss. Then yes, and died instantly. Uh, yeah. Nice. The little gurgly thing with, you know, the gloopy sounds. Yeah, you have to fight that one. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't avoid him. Okay, then yes, I did. Or it, I guess. Yeah, because he locks the, the door behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm awful at this game. Is what I can conclude safely. I'm not the worst one on the podcast this time. Yeah, yep. good job, Ryan. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I worked hard to be not the worst. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, how about you, Kawa? How do you feel the the difficulty compares? Um. I feel like there is it it's easier only in the sense that you have more possibilities of like there's more chances the RNG will give you something helpful in different ways. Okay. Like um and we can talk about this in more detail with the item system. All of the different art you know, artifacts give you a chance that something awesome is gonna happen. And that's, you know, whereas you just don't get those chances in, in, in standard. Of course, the lack of uh, degeneration helps, too. But in the, <laughs> yes. early in the early game, you're not going to see that. And actually, I think the early game is a little more complex and shattered than standard because of the variety in the mini boss um, that shows up in area three or four if you talk to the ghost. And, you know, like great crabs. Can I just, like, stab every great crab ever? Like, <laughs> oh, they suck. Don't want to deal with it. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> if, if, if you, if you stab them in the right way, they'll die. <laughs> personally traumatized by great crabs. Come on, 2015. <laughs> Ryan is looking confused. So what are the great crabs? The great crab. So you you fought the fetid rat and the null oh. trickster. The oh, great yeah. crab is a third possible boss for oh. that quest. And it's the worst. Oh, I never got him. <laughs> yeah, and it's... It's I mean, it's like the crabs in that it hits very hard. I hate crabs. And but it's all about the door kiting, and it moves very slowly, specifically so you can lead it through doors, which is a nice, a nice little touch that you can make sure you're hitting it. Oh, okay. It moves slowly, and it is also vulnerable to things like toxic gas and poison and paralysis and all those things, which helps too. Um, but yeah, still. The worst. The worst. Um, I actually get through... I, I, I've said I fairly regularly get through, like, the first three 
um, sets most of the time that I play. Um, I the door like the fourth area just completely boggles my mind, and I can't. I can't. I hate everything in it. <laughs> can, <laughs> can you literally not even? Are you three hundred percent done? Three hundred percent done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I don't even know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, I really do like Shattered. I like a, all of the variety that shows up in Shattered uh, compared to Vanilla. I, I think that's my favorite thing about it is just all of these different possibilities that show up and all of the little ways that it tries to help you. Um, and we can talk about items all day because that's like the big the biggest change yeah for sure and we'll definitely get to that in a second yeah um i think for the difficulty i actually asked on the pixel dungeon subreddit what people thought and there were some interesting sorry i'm gonna pause for one second and we're gonna talk for a second to make sure our levels look okay bring this thing up again look at you ryan delegating that should be good. Okay, good. Ryan does all of our editing, so... You know, he yeah, he knows. does. He knows what works. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as I was saying, I asked... Oh, wait, no. Oh. I asked the Pixel Dungeon subreddit what they thought of the difficulty comparison between the two games, and there were some interesting responses. Um, there was one user who really went all out and listed a lot of the things that you were just mentioning, so that he felt kind of make it a little bit easier. Um, But another user had a very interesting counterpoint to that where he was saying that a game as difficult as Pixel Dungeon, having Shattered be more balanced and give you more tactical options isn't necessarily making it easier, just better. So he really likes Shattered over Pixel Dungeon, obviously. But his sort of argument was just, it's not that it's easier, it's just a better game and it's more fun. Wow. So, yeah. Um, it is still very possible to die very stupidly in both games. We're not saying that it's impossible in Shattered or anything. But yeah, I could see that argument that it's not that it makes it easier, it just makes it more balanced. Yeah, that, yeah. that actually makes a lot of sense to me. And I find it just, it makes it a little more fun because of that. You know, like you get a little more hope, like, I can beat this! Yeah. And then you can't. <laughs> then you but can. it's that and then you can't. hope that matters. It's that Shattered hope, pixel that little shimmer. Shatters your hope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is what's shattered. We've we've figured it out. Um, yeah, and I mean, and that the excitement of getting one of those, like a really good item that you, like a really good artifact that you always use. I think that's something that coming from other roguelikes into Pixel Dungeon, I was missing a little bit. I feel like with Pixel Dungeon, you know how to use certain items in certain ways, or you learn how to use certain items in certain ways. Um, and you kind of just keep doing that. Whereas I feel like with Shattered, you might not get the specific artifact that you love on this run, but you'll find another one and learn how to use that to help you survive. So there's a little bit more... There are, again, just more tactical options than in in Vanilla. Yeah. It's like an expansion pack. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, and then on the topic of difficulty, Evan, I wanted to know... Um, what is your main goal when you're adding new content to the game? In terms of difficulty? Well, or just just in general, like when you're when you're deciding what to add next, sort of what is what is your vision for 
pixel dungeon? Basically, at, at sort of a high level, it's more cool things for the player to do, more balance between gear options. So it's a good example are wands. Um, in the current game, my opinion of wands are that most of them suck. <laughs> um, there's a couple that are okay as sort of utility side items. Disintegration is okay. And then Firebolt is just ridiculously overpowered. And what, what was overpowered, sorry? Firebolt. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you look at that, and it, it doesn't really create a very satisfying... It doesn't make finding a wand a very satisfying thing, because 9 out of 10 times you don't find an item that's worthwhile to invest in. And investing in items is really what's fun. And that's sort of was the problem, I feel, that artifacts solved, was that you couldn't really justify investing in utility items because you needed scrolls of upgrade. Mm-hmm. And if you use scrolls of upgrade on a utility item, well, that's great, but now you don't have good weapons and armor, which mm-hmm. are necessary. Yeah. So artifacts kind of solve that problem by saying, okay, here's an item that you don't need to spend scrolls on in order to invest in. I kind of enjoyed investing in scrolls. <laughs> on my, well, like, my fantastically awesome run where I got to level 15, because <laughs> I'm a boss. I, uh, I got, like, 20 upgrade scrolls. Yeah. That's an exaggeration. But I got a ridiculous amount many. of upgrade scrolls. And I just kept throwing them at my, my uh, magic missile staff. And eventually I had, like, 10 charges on it, mm-hmm. and it just murdered everything. It was fantastic. Right, so I should mention that we've been playing a test build of the next version of Shattered Pixel Dungeon. Oh, that's right. I did forget to mention that. Yes. So we have Uh, the wand update and the new mage staff, and so we'll be talking about all that. It's amazing. And buff descriptions! Yay! (laughs) Yes, buff descriptions. There's a lot to talk about. It's all really good. (laughs) So, sorry, Ryan. um, That was all I had. Just a small aside there, I actually streamed like about 45 minutes or so of me playing with the wand rework uh, the Friday before this was recorded. It should be up on YouTube by now. So it is. it is. Yeah, we were just watching it. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, the one. So this is one other thing to mention about difficulty, though. Mm-hmm. It's sort of interesting hearing um, everyone sort of talk about how Shattered gives you a little more hope. Shattered has more things that you can do to beat the game. Um, if I could sort of sum up overall what I'm trying to do with the difficulty in just a quick phrase, it's more things to do, more things to kill you. Nice. And I've done a lot in the first half. I've done a lot in the first half, but not a lot on the second half yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be interested to see what people's opinions are (laughs) of that as I add more things and rework more floor sets. Because my intention is actually overall for Shatter to have sort of a more smooth difficulty curve so that the sewers don't beat you up quite as much. But the later levels are harder. The game should be overall a little harder than vanilla. That's fair. Because okay. yeah. I found end. that the, the difficulty didn't ramp up too much. Sorry? That's unnerving, but I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I will say, so I... Because last week I hadn't been very far in Pixel Dungeon, and then right after we recorded, I jumped right back into playing Shattered, and instantly just progressed so far. I remember that night messaging Kawa being like, I just beat the third boss! <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that. You were so excited. It was great. It, wa- it was. And now <laughs> I've unlocked all the subclasses. It's great. Um, so... But I decided last night I wanted to just quickly check to see, because I was wondering again, just for this question of comparing difficulty. So I jumped into vanilla for a little bit, and 
the skills pretty much transfer really well. Like most of this, I found most of the stuff I was doing was the same as in Shattered. It was just that I I didn't have certain other items, so I had to maybe do a little bit more door kiting than I would need to if I had a certain item, um, or just like a little bit more thought went into when I walked into a room and saw what was in it. But overall, it seemed like it was still pretty comparable. I didn't know about this dork hiding black magic until last night, <laughs> and I love it. I told him last week, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't listen to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then Learning how to tactics, it changes your life. It does, um, it really does. And you made it super far, so I mean. I can't be on this podcast anymore. All the dork hiding. <laughs> Ryan's I, out. Ryan's I now, I'm now a master of all roguelikes. <laughs> Riot oh. has ascended. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Master race. Nice. <laughs> um, is there clapping? Yeah, I think there was yeah, clapping. Was yeah, you got, you. you got Thank applause. You. I got applause. Uh, so, Evan, the other question Actually, I wanted to... Oh, large sorry. Actually, comment of you have ascended that got the applause, but okay. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> ah, thank you. Uh, Laura got the applause. Oh, well. It was a joint effort. We're a team, guys. We're a team. <laughs> um, All right, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, so the other thing I wanted to ask you, Evan, is uh, what do you do to make sure that when you add something to the game, it's still fairly balanced and isn't, like, making things too hard or too easy? So that's, um, it's a tricky question to answer exactly because it's not a precise science, uh, balancing things in general. What I try to do is find points of comparison. So for the wand rework, um... The existing Wand of Disintegration, I feel, is a good example of a wand that's just a little bit weaker than balanced, in my opinion. And so when I'm making damage-dealing wands, I sort of try to use that as a measuring stick when I'm balancing and thinking up things. But it does kind of fall apart when I'm thinking of wands that make utility effects, things that aren't direct damage. And even then, it may not be a fair point of comparison because I'm making all the wands stronger, as an example for the wand rework. Other ones are a little bit easier because you have more things that are staying the same versus things that you're changing. An example would be like when I, way, way, really early, when I reworked some of the scrolls and potions, it was very easy to say, oh, this thing's much weaker, I'll throw it a bone. Now it's roughly the same as the others. But when things are actually in the game, the best thing I can do is interact with the community. And that's something that I feel like is a really great strength that I have with Shattered is the Pixel Dungeon subreddit, people from Google Play Store, just emails that I get, even you guys. It's the ability to talk to people and understand what they think about the game and how they play it, and that gives me insight into what's a little too weak, what's a little too strong, what needs to be changed, what doesn't. Right, yeah, and that's something that I noticed while I was doing research, because yes, I was researching you because I'm creepy. Um, or prepared, however you want to view it. <laughs> um, Did and you Facebook I, stalk his beach pictures? It, no, no, I was, I was, I was looking for stuff related to the game. Don't worry. Um, and I did see the posts on Reddit where you, before doing the wandry work or like before the rings, asking people how they use them, what they think of the items, and just looking for all of that feedback. And that was, that definitely sounds like a great way to go about it. Feedback is so important. And the Pixel Dungeon community is incredibly just extensive and detailed and, and awesome. Like, that subreddit is a magical place. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is. It really is. <laughs> I am really looking forward to meeting Greater Nemo in two weeks. Like, 
oh wow that's gonna be <laughs> cool so <laughs> i'm jealous to be honest i'd love to meet the guy uh yeah I, i'm just gonna shake his hand and be like look thank you this is great you're the coolest <laughs> you do wonderful things <laughs> yep pretty much <laughs> Uh, so moving on to the classes, um, do you guys find you play as the same class in Shattered as Vanilla? Um, we discussed a bit like, last uh, week what our favorite class, like what we like to play yeah. as the most. I feel like I actually play Rogue in Shattered as opposed to <laughs> Vanilla. <laughs> because Rogue is actually viable in Shattered as opposed to Vanilla. Um... And I have been playing Mage a ton, obviously, because of the wand rework, but I still really have a soft spot for Huntress, just <clears throat> as my play style. And, but yeah, I actually play Rogue now and then in Shattered as opposed to Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla I was playing Warrior a lot in Vanilla, entirely. just because it mm-hmm. kind of punches harder and, you know, just, you feel like a badass swinging your sword at things. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree with uh, Kawa that we were. I was playing mage a lot more, yeah. and rogue. I really liked the the artifact you start with as the rogue. Oh, yes, it's it so good! Yeah, I, I I used it as almost like a ranged weapon. <laughs> so like everything else, I I open the door and start shooting magic missiles or like throwing the darts. But then with the rogue, I'd walk in the door and then turn invisible and throw myself at an enemy. <laughs> yeah, and just headbutt them, <laughs> and then start swinging. <laughs> Yeah, headbutt though. I'd yell too. <laughs> Every time I clicked the button. <laughs> ah! And Barry eventually was like, man, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> gotta go for the intimidation factor. Exactly. <laughs> battle cries. Yeah. Invisible battle cries. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden it just comes out of nowhere, there's just. Ah! And then it hits you. <laughs> uh, how about oh, for you, Laura? I feel like invisibility plus battle cries is something some other roguelike should have. Maybe I should listen to Joseph the Dungeon Master. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like that would fit that game very well, actually. Oh my gosh. I have, I have like, in my head, I have characters for all the major classes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said something maybe I'll do at some point, but it's far too off to really talk about in detail. But <laughs> yelling while running into battle is such a thing that the rogue would not do. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's then work so it into like the warrior class so that you yell at your phone and you get like a plus one. Actually, probably the mage would be the one to yell. Subway, like no, with the mage you have to say zap. Yeah, lightning bolt, lightning zap. bolt, lightning yeah. bolt. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, a verbal just... component to the spell. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it would make bus rides a lot more fun. Yeah, <laughs> for everyone. Cool. For you, but not anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Uh, how about for you, Laura? Um, honestly, the only two I've played have been the mage and the rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like the rogue better. Yeah. I feel like it. It just like like Ryan said, it feels a little more like badass to just like go in and just attack everything. I feel like the mage <laughs> requires a little more skill that I do not possess. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and I actually, so I learned last week that in vanilla I shouldn't have just been constantly playing as the rogue because it was just playing on hard mode. 
Um, hard mode? <laughs> hard mode, yeah. And so I wasn't actually learning how to play the game. I was just getting myself killed really quickly. But definitely in Shattered, I was able to go into the Rogue and sort of develop some develop some strategies that were unique to it from the other classes. Um, and until the... Um, with this wand update, I'm suddenly able to play as mage a lot better. I was, I, w- I was still struggling with mage until uh, until Evan sent us the the test build, and then sort of playing around with the new the new mage staff and stuff was. I think that maybe that might be the the problem is that I, I want to be learning something new when I switch switch to a different class, and I guess I felt like I wasn't getting that necessarily with vanilla and then also not with the mage before this update right that's fair uh so evan for the classes i know we discussed this question a little bit yesterday and i still haven't figured out how to word it to be completely honest um but what do you hope what do you hope to do for the classes in the future like are you going to be reworking the other ones the way you have with the mage and the rogue so, yes. Nice. Let me think of let me think of <laughs> let me think of a way to give more detail on that. So the rogue was kind of an unintentional rework. I was reworking rings initially, and the idea of artifacts came up to me. And so I basically looked at every ring and thought, okay, I can't possibly make this thing balanced while using scrolls of upgrade on it, so it becomes an artifact now. And that happened to the ring of shadows. So the rogue got a cloak of shadows. And that was literally my entire thought process on that. And then everyone said, hey, we love how you reworked the rogue. And I was, oh, I, I reworked the rogue. Oh, I reworked the rogue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I so love it too. <laughs> so a couple updates later, I made the Cloak of Shadows rogue exclusive and made the free runner work a little better with the Cloak of Shadows. But it was, it was kind of a little unintentional. So the mage rework is the first one where I'm really, really trying to rework the class from the ground up. So do you well, have keep... future plans for the rogue? Um, I think the rogue is in a pretty decent place oh, at okay, the cool. moment. I agree. Um, I might do more with the rogue in terms of subclasses when I get to reworking subclasses. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as as far as other classes go, I do have plans for the warrior. It's getting a little bit more solid in my mind what I want to do with the warrior. Okay. And I'm still a bit unsure with the huntress. Right, because it's kind of tricky. I don't. I want the her to be able. Is, yeah. I I want the hunters to be able to invest in ranged items other than her her boomerang. Right, but it it creates an interesting balance problem. Being able to have infinite ranged items. It's sort of something that the game it has trouble working with because almost everything is expected to run up to you, and existing ranged items will not very fun perhaps are kind are balanced well with that idea mm-hmm. you're supposed to chuck one or two to give you a little edge against something yeah right but then you come up with the huntress and her entire central theme is you're just chucking range things and it it creates difficulty in making that work really well with the existing structure and so i'm not quite sure what i want to do with the huntress yet in the give meantime i've given her i've given her a little <laughs> help in the meantime Kawa, if you've played her much in Shattered, you should notice that you're able to reclaim some ranged items from enemies. Yes. 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 That's, and so that's that's, that's sort of a, a little boost in the meantime before I think of something else. I was thinking um, maybe because I've been playing 
some Crypt of the Necrodancer and some Tales of Montreal recently. Um, nice. If you've thought about, um, instead of just the boomerang being like a single weapon that, you know, com- has a chance of coming back, that comes back to you unless you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, let's just say that's happened more than once. Um, <laughs> there, Have something, have a weapon where... You could use it without ammunition for basically the boomerang damage. But if you, like, sort of add ammunition in it in the form of other ranged items, it creates new properties. The way the staff... It's a staff of magic missile, and that's great. But when you imbue it with something else, suddenly you get other properties from it, you know? Something to do like that, that with ranged... Yeah, so like an, like an item that, that can with launch the projectiles ammo, you find? Right. Yeah. To do that with ranged ammo... You know, would be a, a nice, you know, ba- sort of balance in the sense of, oh, the mage does this with wands, while the huntress does this with ranged ammo. Mm-hmm. And then you could probably have a lot of fun because there's a lot of really crazy things that the ranged ammo can do. Yeah. Kirare, hello, my friend, <laughs> I love you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, definitely. And that's uh, ideas similar to that are sort of currently the most viable idea I have for the huntress yeah. rework. But it, it, it's far off. I haven't done much internal yeah. concepting on it yet, and especially because the warrior is going to come first. Okay. Oh, that'll be interesting. So for the warrior, it's he's kind of the warrior's kind of in a weird spot where he has his subclasses, which are great. The mm-hmm. warrior basically gives you a big edge early, and then he doesn't really have anything that's different Spread. from just not having a class at all. He starts mm-hmm. with the short sword, which is amazing. He gets five health from eating rations, but the five health doesn't really matter much in the late game, and that short sword is not going to carry you to the late game, so eventually you just sort of lose the two big benefits of being the warrior. And some classes do have change that about, a little bit. But Have you thought about um, maybe reworking uh, what happens when you use the armor kit on the on the warrior? If the you're going to make a late game change to the warrior, then that's probably where to do it then. The armor kit is going to get a change for all the classes eventually. I have an idea for it internally. Awesome. Awesome. It's not the time for oh, it yet, oh, though. Oh, <laughs> so for oh. the warrior, I want him... I, I, I don't like the idea of just having a, um, a physical... What's the word I'm thinking of? A fighting class in general, because there's really... There's two classes of items that come to melee combat. There's weapons and armor. Right. And so I think what I may do is change the warrior to focus more around armor, and I will eventually add new classes to the game. There will be a new class that focuses around weapons. Interesting. And I'm not going to say anything more about new classes. <laughs> okay. No! Cow <laughs> is just, just dying to know more. Can we just guess and... <laughs> we'll, we'll just start listing things. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take stunned silence as a yes. <laughs> We'll also take stun silence as a no at the same time. Some um, some sort of jester class. Huh? <laughs> huh? Some sort of what class? Shark. <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Okay, moving on. Um so we were shark just talking class. about you can only you, shark class, you can only move in water. Oh god. <laughs> no. Oh. No, it'd be the worst. But <laughs> you your teeth you constantly regrow and get plus one <laughs> gotta, each time they do. <laughs> you, 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 Growth. What? What? You got a water equivalent of the wand of regrowth. Yeah, instead exactly. of create grass, it created water. No, no, you literally—it's a joke class. You spawn at the beginning, and if the staircase isn't in water, you instantly die. Oh. <laughs> no. Happy day. 
I think you know what to do for Shark Week this year. <laughs> I think I, I think the rest of us should just make a Pixel Dungeon mod. We'll call it like Silly Pixel Dungeon or something, and just put the most ridiculous stuff in there. Nice. This is this is, this is our new plan. In Pixel Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, lights, shark Pixel Dungeon. I'm already seeing dollar signs in my eyes. <laughs> what, $10 okay. you get to be a red shark? Yeah. <laughs> In-app purchase. Uh, purchase. Just the one. Yeah, just, just that one. one. He also has a fez. Fezes <laughs> are cool. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so we were just talking about artifacts a bit. So fez. what do you guys think of all of the new the new items in the game the artifacts the new rings and now for us the new wands i haven't gotten that many wands yet despite playing mage nonstop. and i don't know if that's a balanced thing or just the rng really doesn't like me right now rng so yeah, yeah. um i am really um i love a lot of the the artifacts i have a hilarious death with thanks to the unstable spellbook, <laughs> okay. Um, to last week, last week, and when we talked about vanilla, yeah. And this episode should come out after the roguelike radio episode on yet another sad death, mm-hmm. because that episode was recorded yesterday, according to Darren Gray. So I'm going to tell the story now, okay. And hopefully the timing will work out right. Yeah, it'll probably so it be like, it'll probably be a couple of weeks because we need to do the yeah. Picks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Unstable Spellbook, as you guys know, um, it randomly picks a uh, a scroll and has you read it every time you use it. Mm-hmm. Now, I had one charge on it left, and I wanted to switch to a different artifact, you know, and I had just picked up another artifact. I want to say it was something really good, like the time, like the uh, the hourglass or something. Which is and amazing, so I'm like, I'd like to, I'd like to use this thing, but you know, I still have this one charge left on the spellbook, so I should use it up. And I'm thinking, you know, most of the, uh, most of the uh, scrolls are pretty harmless. This should be fine. I forgot psionic blast existed. <laughs> <laughs> so psionic blast, for those of you that don't know, um, damages everyone. In line of sight. Yeah, it's kind of a that includes the... So that's how I died. <laughs> oh, like it just you psionic blasted and then I psionic blasted myself because I didn't think through. Like, wait, I don't have many hit points, and I'm about to. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <the> worst. <laughs> I'm not a good player. <laughs> Inside the logic for for. Uh... Front stable spellbook. If player health less than ten percent, then psionic blast. <laughs> oh, so the chances of that happening were so low too. <laughs> it's, it's psionic blast. I can get the numbers up for you, Kawa, if you're curious. Uh, let's see here. Um, the chance for a psionic blast scroll. Uh, I have to add up the numbers. It's very low. <laughs> Great. Great! Yay! Let me just do a little addition here real quick. So you had a really rare death. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like the only bad scroll in like the entire set. I mean, it's great (laughs) a little bit, but not as bad, you know? 
Yeah, let's, let's see. The chances were, <laughs> yeah, about a one in thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, I almost died from uh, my cornucopia thing. Or what was oh, it the the horn of plenty. The horn of plenty. Horn of it plenty, was cursed. Yeah. Wait, how do you kill yourself with a horn of plenty? It was cursed, so it kept okay. eating my food. So every time I would try to eat, it would, it would eat, eat part of it. So and I so was always were... constantly hungry until I could find a right. remove curse. So yeah. I, it almost starved me to death. The horn of plenty. <laughs> when I was when I was designing uh, artifact curses, I went a little overboard on some of them internally before I released them. Mm-hmm. The horn of plenty's cursed effect that got killed in dev was that once you pick it up the horn of plenty uh will eat any food that you oh. attempt to grab that's what i thought it was oh. originally that's what or I, I, I thought it was going to eat the food in my inventory yeah well, what it does now is that whenever you eat something it steals a bit of the food energy but it used to be that yeah. you literally cannot pick up food oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah so we, that's what that's what we immediately thought it would be so ryan was like oh it just it said it painfully attached my side, and I was like, "Drop all your food!" <laughs> like, just instant panic. <laughs> Don't let it eat your inventory. And, and like, you see, with the old effect, you would have dropped it, tried to pick it up, and then lost. And <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Barry. You would have killed me. <laughs> so, so for what ha- what happened with me with the Horn of Plenty? The reason why I had no idea what it did was because I was playing the only time I've ever found one. I had just specialized into the Warlock subclass. Oh. And so it was like it didn't matter that it was going to give me food because the warlock doesn't eat food except to recharge scrolls. So it was just like that's a that's a new thing, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, yeah that's, oh, that's, like that's, that's in ours. Oh, okay. I didn't um, realize that was totally new. Old, yeah. So the old war- warlock. Spoiler old warlock just has the extra on kill, which made it really overpowered and really great. Oh, okay. Now I play nothing but battle mage. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Warlock, so yeah. Warlock is still good. He gets a lot more hunger restoration and a lot more health from killing enemies. But now he can't enemies. eat standard food. Yeah, eating standard food now only gives him the wand recharge benefit. He no longer restores hunger from it. Yeah. Basically, my uh, thought there was actually, just... Hmm? Question yeah. on that. Um, what Does he get the secondary benefits from the bland fruits? Yeah, he'll still... He, yes. he, literally, the only change is that he will not restore hunger from food. But oh, all the okay. other so, so that's not as... That's not as scary as I thought it was, because when I saw that description, I was like, does that mean that Sunfruit no longer will heal me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I am not. And I um, think it, it but was... But Battle Mage is actually viable now, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you, you haven't found any of the wands yet, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, the, and I, the Warlock not actually... A, not, on my, not on my streamed run. Yeah, you're right. Battle Mage is fun. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the Remember, Warlock actually that... was a lot of fun, too, because it was like... Mm-hmm. Because you need to kill things to eat, it was almost kind of like what we were joking about earlier. You would kind of want to be finding a lot of enemies in a room and then kind of start zapping them with stuff, but then you'd have all this food stored up, which is essentially like having your pack is just full of wand recharge scrolls. So you would just... <laughs> just zap the shit out of everything and then eat something and then go back go back to zapping them and then that would restore your hunger so I, I think it actually it works quite well it sounds really scary at first but it, it works better than than you would think yeah it's worth noting that the reason the biggest reason why it's balanced is that in the current game the warlock when he kills an enemy gets 
a very, very tiny amount of food and health, like really small. Mm-hmm. And with the rework, he gets a lot more of those things. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's partly balanced by the fact that you do just get a lot more from killing enemies. But uh, cool. Battle Mage is great now. <laughs> Battle Mage is like actually fun now. Before it was kind of underpowered, at least in my opinion. It was yeah. underpowered unless you found Firebolt. Right. Yeah. Now well, you, can, you can describe the entire mage that way. Bad unless you find Firebolt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and does... Maybe uh, you can clarify this, Evan. Does the battle mage... Did it say in, in the description that the this uh, the mage's staff will have an added bonus depending on the wand that's attached to it? Yes. yes. Okay, so, so that is... What does, what I didn't see that happening. I don't know, but I think when I got Ooh. it... Did you just have magic missile? Um, yeah, I think I just I think okay. when I was when I was finally looking for it, I wasn't finding any other wands, so I don't know. Yeah, so each wand has a unique effect that it's basically like a second enchantment. So for the magic missile one, because magic missile is all about firing a whole lot of shots very quickly, when you land an attack, you'll notice that you get a little wand charging particle effect. Mm-hmm. But right. also with the wand of magic missile, you get the little battery icon above your head. And the reason for that is with the Magic Missile Wand, in addition to getting that little bit of recharge that's standard with the Battle Mage class, you also get just a big lump sum of magic charge given to you right away. Nice. And that's, that scales with the level of the Wand of Magic Missile. And nice. let me get it up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so currently the way it works is that when you successfully land an attack with the Wand of Magic Missile as the Battle Mage, it restores your level, sorry, the level of the staff, rather, times mm-hmm. 5% of total missing charge. That's all of your missing charge. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, yeah. So if you got the wand to say plus 5, or let me think, it would be plus 6. Wouldn't it? Yeah, plus 6 would get you 10 charges, and you used all 10 charges, and then you hit something you would immediately get back three charges. Oh. Nice. Yeah. I did no- start to notice that stuff, and I wasn't sure what was happening. <laughs> right. Something good is happening, I, I don't know what. I just what. figured that I had upgraded it enough that I broke the game. <laughs> well, like, and this is sort of favor right? Battle Mage kind of needs that sort of boost, because as part of the changes previously, wands would deal more damage with the Battle Mage. And so it would actually turn ones into half-decent melee weapons, but that's no longer the case. Your staff does not deal bonus damage. Right. Right. And so the effects are kind of done to balance that out. It's sort of this trade-off of, you're going to have a really, really bad melee weapon, so here's this really cool effect that compensates for it. Right. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, and then so I guess what I was originally saying, and then I kind of went on a tangent there, was that there are with regards to the artifacts was that um the the only time I've picked up the horn of plenty I didn't actually need it um but yeah, well we really went off on that yeah. one right? <laughs> I I I'm pretty sure I started it I started talking about something else and then yeah it let us off but um but fortunately I did have the the hour the hourglass and the blood chalice which is just the just the best that was it was the the best combination of items. I only got the hourglass once, and I died like almost immediately, <laughs> so I didn't even use it. Oh, it's yep. so good! Um, I love it. Ah, uh, the chalice. I, think I like more than than the combination of uh, hourglass plus chalice is um, 
hourglass plus dried rose back when that was a thing. Is that still a thing? I haven't gotten one in forever. That might just be RNG. I, I saw one recently, but it was too expensive and I couldn't buy it. It was in the shop. <laughs> it was... I didn't They're have enough so gold. They're so good. Yeah, you, you gotta so, think, you gotta... My, I like... My one run that got like two or three levels in like demon halls was with a fully powered uh was with a fully powered rose because nice. having something else there on a regular basis and not just relying on mirror image the best like what? so yeah good. so i guess just to clarify some of the artifacts that we're talking about in case people don't know yeah, so the, ask, what is the, oh, the, the, um, the the horn of the horn of plenty you feed it food and then it starts generating food for you um the what else did I talk about? The hourglass. The, oh. <clears throat> the hourglass, hourglass lets you lets you stop time around you or put yourself into stasis, which I actually don't know what that does. I didn't use it. The stasis thing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someone else can clarify that bit. Evan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so um, the stasis thing was kind of inspired by uh, Zanya's hourglass from League of Legends, if anyone has played that game. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I did. I'm, I'm taking that. But silence. I died almost immediately. <laughs> I'm taking okay. that silence as a no. Okay. I got called a noob. Way Most too much. Most popular game in the world. No one here plays it but me. Okay. Things about my mom. I, I'm like so I'm not very competitive. So games that fair are enough. all I'm about that much competition person. are not. Oh, yeah, for fair me. enough. Well, basically, and I'm not the, a mobile person. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Basically, what the hourglass does when you put yourself in stasis is time around you flows normally. But you are completely frozen for a amount of time. Everything in the game, all of the external forces, will continue to act as normal. But you are completely invincible. Ah. Oh. So what that means is that you can use the hourglass to help gain some charge on some of your items, if you want. If you're in a bad situation with a bunch of enemies, you can put yourself in status and they'll lose interest and walk away. If you are poisoned... Mm-hmm or have some other really nasty status effect that's going to do a lot of damage to you, you can put yourself in status, stasis, rather, and that will continue to act on you while you're invincible, meaning that you won't take damage, and presumably it will have expired by the time you come out of stasis. That's really oh, cool. That is so there are a lot of times where I could have used that and didn't, and just because didn't. I didn't know what the other one did. So I was like, stop time, that'll help me here. Nope. Nope. Also, okay. fun thing about stopping time... Mm-hmm. Next time you use that, try to run over some traps. Oh, do they? Okay, uh, okay. I wanted I wanted to ask do they do they not activate? But you're you're saying it to me as if I should go discover it on my own. Okay, so I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'm, I'm really proud of the hourglass, so we'll let you know. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Um, so the hourglass was a, the hourglass was a programming nightmare. Because um, <laughs> you'll, you'll notice when you go into stages, everything, everything everything stops. All the animation effects stop. Uh-huh. Yep. So the engine did not have any built-in functionality for that. Right. So Ooh. that was fun. Oh, um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it still doesn't work perfectly, actually. There are still a few particle effects that aren't frozen at the moment. I'm, I'm probably going to revisit them and try to fix that at some point. But basically, um, what happens with anything, the idea is, is that you are acting on the world as you run around doing things, but everything that would happen immediately is frozen. So if you run over traps, the way it will work is the game keeps track of what traps you have ran over, and when the status effect ends, all of those traps immediately activate. So you could run over a bunch of traps, run back out, and 
they would only activate once it once time starts. Exactly. Okay. So, so, it's very so fun basically, to your goal. I I know you referenced League of Legends, and I'm going to reference something now that probably no one else here cares about. So it's basically the world, the stand from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, is what you're telling me. Got it. Okay. It's basically what? (laughs) The world? It's a... Does anyone here know anything about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? No. (laughs) I thought she was just going to end on know anything, and I was like, wow. (laughs) Does anyone here know anything? I'm done. End call. Three hundred percent done. <laughs> Isn't that that ridiculous comic, like the really, really yes. old one, like the manga? It, it started. Okay. It started out as a very, very old manga. It's still going though with the brand new. It it renews its cast every couple of years, basically. And there is a power in that series that pretty much does exactly what you described. Um, it's a great, great thing. It is. Maximum fabulous. And- <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And everyone should experience it at least once. Um, start saying okay. maximum fabulous. Max- yeah, that's a good. I like that. <laughs> it's now in my <laughs> vernacular. Yeah, vocabulary. Yeah, um, vocabulary. Manga, That'll work. There is a manga, um, the anime that started like a year or two ago. Um, covers it from the very beginning, and it's very accurate and very good. Um, enough of me, you know swooning about my favorite anime let's go back to swooning <laughs> um yeah so and then the blood chalice was the other one we mentioned that we didn't yes. describe which you you feed it your blood to upgrade it and it will start it provides you extra health regeneration as long as you're not starving but it you can even regenerate health if you're hungry which is a nice little thing with the blood chalice and makes it the best thing ever hmm. mm-hmm um, uh, Blood chalice is the best thing ever. Perhaps a little <laughs> bit too much the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, all you would have to do is smooth out the the regen curve a little bit. You know, the sacrifice yeah. versus uh, versus reward curve a little bit to, to balance it. Exactly. Exact, that's, that's actually exactly what I'm the doing. The idea, the idea is still perfectly valid, and getting it to getting it upgraded high enough level is actually pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're anything that isn't a warrior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's sort of this problem where part of the balance initially for the chalice was that no one knew what the hell it did and how the hell it worked. But now that everyone does. Exactly. Um and so yeah, the chalice is still going to be worthwhile, I feel, but especially because I'm slowly adding more things to deal with hunger and more systems that affect hunger and change hunger a bit. Like you may have noticed you now get a new buff when you are fighting a boss. Hunger no longer progresses. Yes. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. So the yeah. reason, for that, yeah, the reason for that change was because I want to have more design space for bosses. I want to have longer, more epic boss fights, and hunger becomes a problem with that. Right. Makes sense. As if the dwarf king isn't epic enough. Oh. God. Oh my gosh! You have no idea what I have planned for the dwarf king. <laughs> Lord, Can we get an evil last there? Someone hold me. Someone hold me. And I, I, I will say the warlock with the hourglass and the blood chalice, which I mean, again, is such luck. Like that's RNG luck, one hundred percent. But the chalice of blood get together so well. It it's was ridiculous. It, it did. It did make it a little bit too easy. Like, and this is me talking with my struggles with Pixel Dungeon and only last week being any good at it. Um, and I'm playing and I'm like, wow, this, this the caves and the dwarf, or the yeah, the caves and the dwarf halls are a lot easier now as I'm running through and 
I'm always I'm always hungry because from killing things, which is all I need for the blood chalice to start refilling yes. my health. So it was definitely it might have been a little bit too easy. Just yeah, a little actually, bit. Yeah, doing a test or run with the warlock and the chalice, I actually had that thought while I was designing the new warlock. This might be too good with the chalice. Yeah. And doing that run and testing that was actually what made me decide to nerf the chalice. Oh, is so, there a nerf in the chalice in this update? Yes. Okay. So the chalice, um, previously the way it worked was that basically the way hunger sorry, the way health regeneration works is that every ten turns you get one point back. And every level in the chalice reduces that amount by one. Except the final level, which reduces it by one half, because obviously you can't have a point of health regenerated every zero turns, that wouldn't work. Right. And so that means you get two health back every turn with a max level chalice, and that's a little bit much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the balance used to be that, oh, but it'll kill you if you're not smart. But now players have discovered all the ways to counteract that using Earthroot, using Blast Onks. Yeah. And now there's also ways to mitigate hunger. There's more ways to mitigate hunger now. So I've changed it so that the Chalice now reduces your hunger... Sorry, reduces the time for regeneration by 0.9 turns. Meaning that once you have it max level, you'll get one health back every one turn instead. So it's a pretty significant nerf for a very high-level Chalice... But at the low levels, it's very similar. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and before we move on to the next topic, I'm sorry, Laura. Laura's new to our show, and we're just here going on and on and on. <laughs> Laura, what are your thoughts on the items in the game? Did you ex- experience a lot of the new the new ones? I experienced the ones, mm-hmm. um, but not very much, to be honest. Which is why I was totally okay with you guys. <laughs> okay, cool. Away. Just babbling for a bit. That's, that, that's fair. Yep. Just take 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 a seat back, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Uh, and then we did talk about artifacts a bit. I actually, I think Evan might have already answered this. Um, I was going to ask you what the inspiration behind the artifacts was, but you were already saying, I think, to replace the, the rings. rings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was just sort of this problem where I had a roadblock, rogue block. Rogue block. Rogue, <laughs> Rogue block. Oh, what a am, bump. No, no, I'm sorry. I am and we're done. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> I actually didn't mean to say that. I am fumbling all over myself this morning. Or this afternoon now. Rogue it feels block. like morning Rogue to block. me. It's not great. Yeah. Um, also, sorry. Just, just before we... I just wanted to mention one other thing regarding the dried rose. So that is... Oh, also yeah. We didn't explain what the dried rose yeah. was either. It, it That's the only one I wanted to know what it was. Yeah. Well, basically, it was sort of an interesting idea for the sad ghost. It's... Basically, this is the only other adventurer character you run into, so I kind of wanted to give the ghost a little bit more interaction with the player. Mm-hmm. So the way it works is that the rose is an old quest item that the ghost could ask you to get, and I removed it because it was boring. But I like to keep the item, so I made it into an artifact, and you can find the rose at a point after you finish the sad ghost's quest, and it will let you summon the ghost to fight with you. Mm-hmm. And the I rose want is it like so the, is bad, the and it was a thousand like gold in that mm-hmm. shop. <laughs> yeah, the rose is this prized possession of the ghost. It was it was given to the ghost uh, by its lover, basically, and mm-hmm. it's like this is the most important item that's left in the world to it. So that's how you can sort of channel the ghost's energy and bring it back. Cool. And I like that you've thought it. of like backstories for everything. Yes, it's actually interesting. Um, it's, yeah, it's sort of fun great. for me with the ghost. The ghost has some ambiguity into what it actually is. You'll notice I'm saying it, not he or she. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's just Yay. a little extra little extra detail. I wanted to leave it up to the player what gender the ghost is. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
and the Gender, ghost actually ghosts for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ghost specifically mentions that its lover is male, actually. Really? Oh, I, I didn't catch mm-hmm. the pronoun on that one. And um, so it's it's just sort of interesting because I don't want to be specific, but it breaks you out of the thought of, oh, this is a generic male hero, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ghost is either female or homosexual male, and that's up to you. Yeah. Gender queer ghosts for everyone. Um, <laughs> Yay. Um, what I really liked about it is that you did put put so much effort into the backstory. I didn't even notice the gender thing. Mm-hmm. What I did well, notice was that really every time you sum- what I what I did notice was that every time you summoned the ghost, it had some commentary about the area it found itself in. Yep. Which oh, and it was it was tailored to each level or to each boss and situations. Right? Too. Like, You'll get and, an- and situations. If there's an enemy near, the bo- the ghost will say something about enemies. If there's not an enemy near, it will say something about the area. Oh, okay. Wow, um, you put a I lot of thought a- in this. Yeah, I like this. So a fully powered rose is just the coolest because it, it adds so much atmosphere to the game, yeah. and then you also have something that will help you fight, and it gets more powerful every time you pick up a petal. Mm-hmm. And it's not that hard to find the petals if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So... By the time by the time I got to the third boss, I think I had a fully one because I found it very early, and oh wow, that it's pretty that decent. was great. Yep. It, that was great. That was a lot of fun. Like that was probably my most fun run. Oh was, now, now this is why I love item synergies. Next time you find one, see if you can get a wand of transfusion as well. That's the one of the, the new ones, right? Yes, it's one of the new ones. Oh okay. I won't ask you what it does. I, I want to I find out <laughs> what it does, but I'm gonna have to. You're you're hinting that I need to experiment. Yeah, I want to I want to discover I, this. The t- the teaser text I gave for it was, "Don't worry, all the heroes are O negative." Oh, nice. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh that's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so since, since we're on the topic, this segues perfectly into our next subject. Gotta love segues. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, before we segue. Is this the one thing I wanted to mention? Is that I love how but the, segue. the shop, the shop <laughs> tweak, the shop tweak with artifacts in the shop. I love how you can get situations now where the shopkeeper has the rose for sale. Just think about what that says about the shopkeeper. Shopkeeper's a dick. <laughs> He's such an asshole. He is the worst. <laughs> yep. And again, selling it for like a thousand gold. <sighs> so mad. It's like I found this rose. I'm gonna sell this. <laughs> There's a spirit trapped in this. Someone will want it. Yeah. Someone's prized possession? Mmm, <laughs> value! Um, yeah, so for the... Um... Actually, Evan, that gives me a follow-up question, then. Okay. Can the, uh, can the demon sell the rose? Yep, he's a shopkeeper. Oh. At least that would make more that, sense. That, that makes... Unless all the shopkeepers are actually guy. demons in disguise. I mean, why else would they be down in the friggin' dungeons? Oh, conspiracy uncovered. Mm-hmm. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, I was watching. So on the, on the subject of enemies and bosses, so... Um, the only ones that I know of specifically, the new bosses would be the new mini-bosses and the upgrade... Uh, update to the fetid rat um, but then there's also the now the null trickster and the great crab so what do you guys think of the, the new additions and the changes on the quests 
I've told you what I think about the great crab. I don't need to explain. <laughs> True, we did discuss the great crab. He is evil. I, I honestly don't know what the changes are. I haven't played regular Pixel Dungeon in a while. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sorry. Regular Pixel Dungeon. The ghost gives you one of two quests. Uh, uh-huh. One is the Dried Rose quest, in which you need to basically just run around killing regular enemies until one of them drops a rose. Yeah. Yawn. Yeah, and the old <laughs> Fetid Rat, which is very similar to the current Fetid Rat, except it didn't give you uh, the corrosive debuff. Instead, its, po- its toxic, paralytic cloud was much stronger. It would paralyze you for much longer. Yeah. Oh. Because that thing's killed me a few times just in Shattered. So... <laughs> Yeah, basically the old rat was you get caught by the paralysis and you're instantly dead. Otherwise, it's not a hard fight. Mm. Well, I guess without... We don't even necessarily need to talk specifically comparison, but um, you were fighting the the Null Trickster. I, once. Once? Normally I get the <laughs> how, fetid rat. How did, how did the Null Trickster go for you? Which one was he? Um, what did he do? Throw stuff at you? He's all ranged. Oh, he's a bastard. All ranged. He's a jerk. <laughs> he's all ranged. And I got him when I was playing Warrior. So I didn't have any oh. ranged things left because I throw all my darts like immediately because it's just how I do. And I didn't have any ranged things left. So he kept like murdering me. Yep. He was mean. He's a jerk face. I don't like him. We're not friends. <laughs> Laura with the insightful things. <laughs> yeah. Not friends. Not don't friends. Like him. He runs around and throws darts and thinks he's cool. Yeah, yeah, what a jerk! Who does that? Sounds familiar. <laughs> so, but I like it. Actually, it's really funny. My very first Null Trickster fight, like, I read the description, I was like, oh god, this is gonna suck. And then we got to opposite sides of a door. Yeah. So I hit him. Go. He runs out the door, he runs back in. Hit out it. Hit out oh. it. Out. Yeah, so what is. Uh, that's, I wanted to know. I wanted to know what is up with that mechanic because after, yeah. the first time I encountered him, I was like, oh my god, this guy is the worst. And then. He was in a doorway, and I hit him, and he ran away, and walked back in, and I'm like, dude, you're giving me so many free hits, I'm assuming he's trying to back up to hit you with ranged, and And then then he realizes on the other side of the door, so he comes back to find you, and then he just gets confused. (laughs) Yes. So, this is intentional. Um, Oh. The reason why this is intentional... Okay, it's kind of tricky. Basically, the point of those three bosses are to try to teach you something about the game, Right. The Fetid Rat teaches you about positioning and about how the terrain can affect various things. So, like, you know, you want to fight it near water so the corrosion doesn't hurt you very much. Mm-hmm. Right. The Null Trickster tries to teach you how to deal with ranged characters, how to, um, how to kite and use doorways and corners to get close to enemies. And the reason why the Trickster is tricked so easily in that sense is because that's how all the other ranged enemies behave. Right. Okay. And so, and I remember we were mm-hmm. uh, we were talking yesterday. Um, the shaman, yeah, the shaman, and I was telling you you need to get through a door, get go around a, a corner, and trick him into melee range, basically. Because I think I actually screeched a little <laughs> when he <laughs> the first, first time he zapped you. When you he did, first yeah. used his bloodshot eyes to zap me with his laser beams. Oh, oh, just you wait until you meet floating eyes. Oh God, they're the worst. <laughs> right. Yeah, and Scorpios and. Scorpios are actually a very late game enemy that are very similar to the trickster. They don't like to fight at melee range. And they act exactly like him. So at some point, I may decide to change their AI to be more sophisticated. And if I do that, I will also change the trickster's AI. Okay. okay. But at the moment, if he's much smarter than other ranged enemies, he doesn't really fulfill his goal of teaching the player very well. Right. 
That makes sense. And then lastly, what is the, the crab supposed to teach you? The crab is supposed to teach you two things. Firstly, he's supposed to teach you how to ambush enemies through doors, although that's a little bit less important now that there's the uh, the new clarity thing with the indicator. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's also supposed to teach you to hate crabs. <laughs> Never sleep with unclean women. Which is, and, and really, honestly, hating crabs is a very, like, very important thing that you need to learn in order to do well in the game. I, love, I, love. I think that's just a life lesson for life. Always yeah. hate crabs. I, ha- I have to say, I, I really appreciate that um, this uh, our show discussing this game has basically just been open season for crabs jokes. Oh, I, yeah. I appreciate that we're, we're that show. We're the STI joke show. That's what we do. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. In about five more episodes, nobody's going to be listening, and we're going to have to devolve to dick and poop jokes. It's, just, it's what we're going to be doing. Uh, or, or, and then after that, we'll go into memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Irma Lurk, lurk, lurk. We have a joke in the Pixel Dungeon subreddit that that Oleg Delia had a horrifying childhood accident involving crabs, <laughs> <laughs> and that he's he's just taking out his frustrations. <laughs> mobile gaming. Yep. <laughs> okay, that that would explain. So that wouldn't explain though the dwarf monks. Which are crabs that disarm you. Um, it does explain the cave bats, which sure. are crabs that steal your health. Sure, it does because you <laughs> need to disarm them. You need to like shave in the yourself. Game are just and crabs <laughs> with different mechanics and different sprites. Sorry. Actually, um, one of the things I may do at some point is rework the challenge system to be a lot more robust and have sort of themed challenges. And one of the challenges is probably going to be that every enemy is a, is some variety of crab. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the, as I as I got further. Finally, I, every new area, I would look for what is the crab of this area, <laughs> because each one of them has one. The Bugs. the prisons with its thieves, which are crabs that steal your items. <laughs> the cave bats, which are crabs that steal your health. The dwarf monks, which are crabs that disarm your weapon. It's just evil. Yeah. From evil. now on, that's going to be my new insult. You're the crabs <laughs> of this area. <laughs> uh, the, the funny thing talking about a lot of those guys is... I feel like characters supposed to get past the, the dwarf monks. Like, what? I always struggle with them. Like, the dwarf monks, when I play warrior, like, I don't... It's just... No... Uh, dwarf monks are kind of supposed to counter the warrior's style, but at the same time, it's a little bit harsh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that needs a bit of a. a and also, bit. also the problem with war with the the dwarf monks is that they are worse if you have a weaker weapon, which yeah. in one sense is kind of how it's supposed to work, but it's a little bit much. The idea is that even if you are the warrior, <clears throat> if you have a really really powerful weapon and you can one or two shot them, generally they won't really have the chance to knock it out of your hand. But mm-hmm. if you're weaker and have to kill them in, you know, five to ten hits, then they're going to knock that weapon out of your hand several times. Right. Mm. And so part of me kind of wants to tweak them. Again, I don't know yet because I'm not planning on addressing the uh, the Dwarven Halls immediately. But I want to change it so that they are a little bit harsher initially, but then the effect only works once or maybe twice. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and also regarding those thieves, stupid though. eyes. Oh, yeah. Thieves. Sorry, thieves. Talk. Um, I have a few ideas for how I'm going to tweak them, and you might really, really hate them after I tweak them. 
Oh lord. I wouldn't I'm, mind hating them. Of, I find them kind of easy. I remember what I always with, said. My plan was to oh, yeah, yeah. increase the player's tools and then increase how the enemies can mess with you. Mm-hmm. So one thing I'm thinking of tweaking for thieves is that they steal an item, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then if they get away from you, that item's gone. Oh god. Oh. No. No. <laughs> don't. Because there's a chance they'll steal your do vial. Well, I might tweak what they're allowed to steal. I might make it so that they're not going to steal certain items that are just so core. Yeah. That, like if yeah. they steal this, then you're just dead. Yeah. I... I've had I've had the like especially the master thieves stealing like onk like fully charged onks. Oh god. That's that was, not that, cool. that still, that, that, Well, this this is the interesting thing, right? Though is then it completely changes how you want to engage the thief, right? Yeah. It creates a situation of, well, shit, I'm going to have to fight this guy in an environment where I know I'm going to be able to chase and catch them. Mm-hmm. And so it changes the way the player thinks about thieves and how they have to deal with thieves. It's no longer, ah, crap, this guy stole my item. Oh, he got away, whatever, I'll find him later. It, it completely changes it away from an annoyance into a really, really tricky mechanic that you have to work around. Right. That's good, because yeah. I, I, like, you need more life-and-death situations. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. Um, are but, we going to start seeing more ways that players can, like, change terrain and block things? And, like, well, I'm thinking of, of the equipment. A lot of that kind of has already been introduced. I'm always looking to add things like that. And you think um, some, of the new, some of the new seeds that I've added, uh, the seed right. of Stormvine and the seed of yeah. Dreamfoil are both kind of positioning things. There yeah. is um, the reworked scroll of Lullaby is also much better at sticking enemies in place. Yeah. Um, what I would like is um, zap something or plant a seed that physically blocks a doorway or physically well, blocks a passage. Yeah, it's um, kind of... I'm thinking of the equivalent of Conjure Ice Block from Dungeon Man. Uh, um, there's already one of those, though. Dreamfoil. It does? So the way Dreamfoil I thought it just knocked... Yes, but it's it's a deep magical sleep, right? They will not wake up until you interrupt them. And so what oh. you can do is you throw the, de- the the dream foil in a doorway, and when an enemy walks into it, they're knocked out, and they are now blocking that doorway. Okay. Yeah. That works. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought about it that way. Okay. So I do want to wrap that up makes- soon, just so that we don't go super long like last time. Okay. Um, hey, that was fun. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun, and this is still a lot of fun. I'm just—you just, don't have to edit the episode. <laughs> Ryan has to edit it, and he's looking at the time and just dying inside. Ryan uh, <laughs> us from yesterday, but last week. One thing I really, really wanted to ask mm-hmm. um, Evan. Yep. Was that um, so? In your AMA, you were saying that quests were your favorite part of the game to rework, and I was wondering if you could tell us a bit more about why that is. Yeah, so quests are my favorite part of reworking levels and also one of my favorites for reworking major sections of the game. Probably my favorite... It's hard to say because everything is always so much fun when you're thinking it up. But I feel like probably my favorite is going to be reworking bosses and reworking those sort of quest boss sort of things because it's really the opportunity where you can say, okay, let's do something epic. Let's not just have an item that you find that has a fun synergy. <clears throat> let's not just have an enemy that's annoying. Let's give you something that you can do that has weight and importance. Yeah. And so early on, it's just helping a ghost. And I, I was kind of limited in that because I don't want to make it too complicated because for new players. And in fact, initially when I released that update, I actually overshot the difficulty on that quite a bit. And the players were really mad. <laughs> because... 
sort of the problem basically with um, with fighting the goo was the general thing was okay you either get a good item by the goo or your game is over and mm-hmm. I've tried to tweak the goo and add more utility items and add more effects for kiting him to try to balance that out a bit but in that very same update I made the bosses from the ghost quest much harder and I turned it into okay you have a good item by the ghost or your game is over Right. Right. <laughs> and so a lot of players, a lot of the vets enjoyed it, but all of the new players were just so completely lost. Mm-hmm. And so I basically changed the way the bosses worked such that if you get their mechanic, then you almost certainly beat them. The exception being the Great Crab, who didn't get that too big of a difficulty decrease, because he's the final one. I'm okay with him being a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And so now the vets were kind of frustrated by that, but the new players were really happy. And right. so I'm really sort of excited to get to the later stages of the game and getting to adding quests and bosses to the later stages of the game where it's only the vets and I can throw a lot at them <laughs> without them just going, well, this isn't this is impossible. Yeah. I have some really right. cool ideas. All I'll uh, say is one does not simply leave Pixel Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we have degraded to memes. <laughs> yep, it's happened. It's happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, we just joked about Ascension. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a thing? That is all I'm saying. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not going to let us know partly, anymore. It's okay, a little teaser. Partly because, partly because I've got I've to rework all the sets of floors before I start focusing on, focusing on the absolute endgame. So part of me doesn't want to say much more about what I have in mind because I don't want someone to be like, oh my god, that's amazing, I'm hyped for it, and then it comes out in eight months, or it comes out in a right. year. Mm, that's right. fair. I suppose. But, I guess. <laughs> I'm generally <laughs> dissatisfied with how slow I am releasing updates. I want to get faster. And I'm actually really happy because my um I haven't I'm in an internship right now that's soaking up so much of my time and mental energy. Mm. And it's good, of course. I'm not trying to say like, oh I hate where I work. Nothing like that. But yeah. No, you should probably just quit. <laughs> it's something I don't put into shatters. If I've learned anything, it's always take life advice from strangers on the internet. Absolutely. <laughs> and so YOLO. It's sort of this thing where I'm enjoying it, but I'm sort of beginning to question whether general software development is what I want to do as a career. And I'm more and more considering whether it's worth it to take a big risk and just do game dev full time. And do it. part of <laughs> so that this can happen I'm going back to university for an entire year to finish up my um, my degree and so that will give me a lot more time to focus on Shattered I think mm-hmm. and so I'm going to really see what I can do that year is basically going to be sort of a test of can this work if I put more time into it and we'll see what happens challenge cool. but I'm really Everyone looking forward to having Shattered. more content because as much as people like Shattered, and as much as people are are happy with what I've done, and a lot of people do feel it's the better version of the game, which is something that I don't, you know, I don't really think that's necessarily fair. I, I always want them to be different. I don't want to necessarily say, oh, this is better than vanilla. But that's what people think, and I'm happy that people really like it. But I have so many more ideas. <laughs> I have so Everybody. much in my head, and as in long that case, university is probably just a bad idea. Just, <laughs> as long as just lock yourself time. in a basement, get a feeding tube, or like an IV or oh, something. God. As long as Start I have the time. In <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as I have the time and the ability to translate those ideas into game things, I'm really interested to seeing what happens. And Everyone. The- Donate to Shattered, <laughs> and that's that's the thing. It, it all hinges in, in the end on donations. And while I don't want, I want to give out exact numbers. I don't necessarily think that's in good taste. I do feel like 
the amount of donation money I am getting, if I decide to eat ramen all day, it's not that far off from being able to live on it. Ramen's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I could teach you how to cook things that are cheaper than ramen and actually better for you. We can have this oh, discussion. Oh, but takes effort. That we will save well, for not another episode of this show. <laughs> we'll make a new podcast. New, new podcast, podcast, Cooking with Kawa. With Kawa. <laughs> you can't go wrong with alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> Sound and on that note, yeah. Crab. So first, first episode. Let's make crab cakes. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and on that note, there we go. There it is. <laughs> so I want to thank all my panelists today. We had Ooh. Laura Kalel, Ryan Curran, Katrina Tanyo, and Evan Debenham. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying not to laugh about crab cakes. Um. <laughs> mm. If yeah. you want to learn more about our podcast and our panelists, head over to likelikelike.com. You can check our panelist profile section. If you want to see more of Kawa's work, you look up Kawaii Dragoness on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And if you want to learn more about Evan and or Shattered Pixel Dungeon, uh, you can check that out free to play on Android. And we'll also have download links for Pixel Dungeon and Shattered Pixel Dungeon in the post with this recording i was about to say video oh no nailed it <laughs> free, free to play but if you want to be cool donate yes and donate be cool. because be evan cool. needs to where can we do that evan and also it's worth noting just want to mention because i always say this whenever whenever we bring up donating wadabu receives a portion of all donation benefits this is only fair because he made the original game donating to shattered helps the developers of both versions Ooh, so donate oh, no. to, don't donate a lot to shattered yeah. if you actually if you <laughs> actually put in the full donation in shattered wadabu gets only Actually, considering Google Play takes a cut, if you put $20 into Shattered, Wadabu actually gets more than he would have gotten from a donation in Vanilla. Mm, really? Yes. Very slightly. So all the money is to Shattered. I guess so. <laughs> all of the money. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Where can we do that, Evan? It's in the game. It's a, it's a microtransaction okay. within the game. Perfect. Cool. And when I say microtransaction, to note, there is no in-game benefit. There are very, very mild cosmetic benefits. I am absolutely 100% against pay-to-win of any kind in mobile games. I hate it so much. Preach. We love you. We, we do love you. We love you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you all again. for being here. This was so thank much you fun. for having us. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me, guys. No guys. problem. And thanks all for right. listening. Thanks.